Hello everybody, this is Lindsay with Tea Time with Lindsay, a podcast about creatives. This week I shall be interviewing European-American actor Alex Hafner. Before I get started, just a massive shout out to Poe the Passenger who do the intro music. They are currently on the front cover of Pasadena Weekly. You can also find them online at www.pasadenaweekly.com. I'm talking about their new song follow me and locals only on the k-rock fm so go check that out because they're fucking awesome so before i get started with alex's interview um also apologies about the sound for this interview um it was zoom these are done via zoom right now just due to covid and just the audio is a little bit iffy so i do apologize about that um but before we get started with the show i just want to do like i follow a lot of actors and creators on instagram and twitter and a lot of people are very down and out right now because obviously the covid shut everything down um and just the struggles of life in general are really fucking hard and i just want to take this moment just to say like the whole reason for this podcast is to bring people together to listen to other people's stories and journeys hear how they're not all just success 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 like there's up and downs there's curveballs, there's all of that shit. And the whole moral is just to keep going and just don't compare yourself to others. Don't give up. And know that what you're putting out there and what you bring to your acting, to your creativity, is all really fucking worthwhile. Like, nothing you do is redundant. What you have is so worthy of just being so just use that use whatever like makes you down makes you depressed and fucking turn it into your art because that's what you are that's what you have and you're creative and that's how you're gonna get by so trust me I know these times are really tough like I get it and I'm not I'm definitely not in like a career place that I thought I was gonna be or wanted to be like but it's my journey everyone's journey is different so just keep going just keep believing in yourself and don't compare yourself to other people. So I also feel like Alex's interview that we have today is a really true reflection of that. Um, you just never know what's going on. Um, even when you book a job, you don't know if something's going to get cancelled. You don't know if something's going to get picked up. Uh, you don't know what is happening with COVID. Um, so you just have to be super flexible and just know that this career is there's so much stuff out of your control and the stuff you can control is you and your creativity that is the glory also of this career all right without further ado i just want to welcome alex hafner uh, he is currently in madrid and you're going to hear alex's ups and downs with what it felt like to come to america and be too european to be american and then go back to europe and be too american to be european so the struggle is real, um, lots of setbacks on set, and also lots of positives. So you can also follow Alex on Twitter and Instagram. I believe they're both at the Alex Hafner on both of them. All right, without further ado, Alex Hafner's interview. No journey is smooth. And I'm, I'm just so interested in how we met in LA. You were doing, you were an engineer before. Like you were pursuing yeah. acting, but you went to USC to be an engineer. You got your master's degree. You you speak four languages. 
Then you then you stopped acting. You went to Bakersfield. I can't remember the job you were doing. I just remember Bakersfield because I was just like I remember driving past there one time and being like, "This is so far away." <laughs> and it's then, such a depressing place. It's so depressing. <laughs> and then I just remember you were in Bakersfield for a bit. And then after Bakersfield, you moved to Madrid. Are you in Madrid right now? Oh uh, yeah. And so, and then since you've literally moved to Spain, everything's been like going uphill, uphill, uphill. It seems like it's been going uphill. Obviously there are struggles I'm sure you've had, but it just seems like since you left LA, things have been working out really, really well for you. And so yeah, that, yeah, it's super counterintuitive, right? Like, Because uh, I do um, remember there was a point where, wasn't there some conflict with your dad? At some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but those, you know, like, that happens also with techniques, you know, certain techniques make you kind of, uh, uh, oh, fuck. like, my vocabulary is like gone down the line and start reading English. Um, <laughs> certain techniques, uh, like, I started to create problems that weren't really there, you know? kind of by using what ifs when you start using what ifs and what if that moment oh and then you start distorting i started distorting like like my reality more and yeah gotcha just because i just remember when we did the angels in america i just i don't know why i remember this when we were rehearsing that angels in america we went to that italian restaurant where alex used to work I can't remember what it was Which called. One? Frankie's? It was on Melrose. Oh, yeah. Frankie's uh, on Melrose, yeah. Was it Frankie's? Okay. So I just remember we were in there. I remember you ordered lobster because I was like, <laughs> what is going on? Uh, I'm like, we're meant to be poor actors and you're ordering lobster. But yeah, I just remember having heart to heart with you and you were just talking about just the family pressure of you wanting to pursue acting. <laughs> but... <laughs> That's not what your parents wanted. So then you went right. back and forth with engineering. And like, you're, yeah. obviously you're clearly Man. super, super smart because you've got an MA, a master's degree in engineering. You are so talented because you like, you surf, you're an incredible super surfer, good. I remember that. that, that I've seen you really horse ride. <laughs> well, no, not really smart, but like really talented. Like you're not just, you know oh. how like, you're not a one trick pony. There's so many bows. Yeah. So many strings to you about yeah um, I, I suppose i suppose with like sports and things you know there's some people that pick up instruments really well i can yeah. pick up usually pretty well. that's because yeah. um my, my mother always signed me so the thing was my mother they signed her up to do a shit ton of instruments all the time so she didn't want anything to do with instruments if she had kids so uh, she did the opposite which was that she signed us up for every single sport well, <laughs> So, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so, so I suppose when I was in LA, my struggle, like, you know, you, at the end, most of the struggles are created in your head. So, like, I had created this huge deal about, oh, what would my parents think, and blah, 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 and I kind of not feeling confident about, you know, what I wanted in my life, and, um, uh, yeah, and uh, until one day I just decided, you know what, I'm enough. So, um, 
Yeah. So I mean, what... it was a series of triggers that made that happen. Like I got this, um, I had gotten this call, this random call to do a guest star on an episode in a, on like a really big television show in Spain, like a sitcom, it's like the, the Friends here. And, um, and I was in Bakersfield, like totally depressed, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was in Bakersfield, I was trying to like not just keep two apartments, you know, so I just had an LA house because I felt like if I got rid of my LA house, yeah, um, you know, I'd essentially have to give it up. So um so anyway, so I got kind of this bone thrown at me, like, hey, do you want to do this episode on this show? And I was and it was like a big, it was like the guest star of the episode. And it's like a 90-minute version of Friends. So like the way television used to work. In, now it's changed, but um, the way it used to work in, in Spain was like they'd have that for a prime time hour. So it was like friends, but like three different units. So it was like three episodes at a time. You know? Oh, wow. Okay. And um, yeah, so they were like 75 long things instead of you know, 45 or whatever. And um, uh, yeah, so I got on this show. I had this awesome summer because in the middle of the this was in August, um, and there was this two-week hiatus in between because it was a summer break. So I was there, and then I was there for the summer, and then I like I fell in love that summer. Yeah, it was perfect, you know, like oh. and then <laughs> to come back, to come back, and then in Vegas, you know, like a week later, I got I got really sick. I had meningitis. I was in the hospital. Oh my um, god! In the hospital for like a month, and uh, it, yeah. It gives you time to think about what you should do and what you want. And kind of that was like, you know what? If I keep not doing it, like that, instead of like filming, you know, it's going to be so destructive that this kind of shit is going to happen again. And um, yeah. And then I didn't know for the longest time, like, where should I go? Because, you know, you have it in your head, like, oh, I, should, I have to be in LA. You know, the industry is in LA. So I'm going to be there. Um, but I wasn't getting, you know, uh, I wasn't going out to things, you know, even if I had like, even when I had like decent representation, I wasn't getting like uh, auditions, you know? And it seemed like, uh, you know, I was sticking out more in Spain. So like I was starting to audition or I got like on some co-production, anytime I was a co-production like that, uh, you know, down this like Ridley Scott movie because a leader of American guy that had like European papers too. So it's like this kind of strange little niche thing where you can like all of a sudden there's like a really short list of people you're up against. And yeah, I kind of just started, it just felt like path of least resistance. So then I I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna try it, try it out over here. And if not, then I'll just come back to LA. Um and yeah, uh with time. Um, I think the last two years, two, three years have been like, good to me. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. Because, <laughs> yeah, you've been there for, I think, uh, what, like seven years. Is it seven years? No, I've been back and forth. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. But this will be the seventh year. So six, no, I've been back and forth six years. Okay. Because, okay, so your parents are European. You were yeah. born in Austria, is that right? Yes. So how. Did you like how does the because are you dual with Spain? Like, yeah. 
Okay. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. So it's like a, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's so it's, it's not even like a papers thing. It's not, I'm lucky. I don't have to worry about, um, you know, I kind of just decided to be a total nomad. So I don't have, like, I bought a house uh -huh. when I was in Bakersfield working at, at Chevron. And because um, that whole thing started because uh, I had finished USC and all of a sudden, you know, um, I was running out of cash and all these expenses, plus. and uh, as you well know, and um, um, I started working at this like local small oil company. That was actually pretty good gig because, um, you know, like uh, because um, you know I was getting paid really well, and I could kind of just go in and work whatever hours. Like they were really lax on the hours, yeah. so it was nice. So it's like oh, I could be in LA and I could work, blah blah blah, and then. The problem was that that company then got bought out by another company. So I had to like, change. I was like all of a sudden out of a job and I'd gotten like, used to, you know, once you start like accumulating expenses, things like that. So I had to find another job. So then I found this like job in Bakersfield, and, which I hated. But I mean, the job is, oh, yeah, I hated Because you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to do this job until I get my, my break. But then, yeah. you know, if you're not, if you're not available for somebody, you don't put, you don't take a risk, then you're never gonna get your chance anyway. So, oh, yeah. trust me, I know. I was working at a job, um, a bar job, for nine years, and I'm like, I'm just gonna stay here till I get my big break. And I'm like, nine years later, fucking COVID happens, and I'm like, bye, can't do this anymore. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Because I'm like, fuck it. It's just, it's not worth your mental health to be so yeah. miserable. Like, yeah, I get it. Exactly. We all need the day job. We all need the job that floats us. Mm -hmm. But when it really just chips at you, it's just like, what is, what's your mental health worth? You know what I mean? Right. So I think, yeah, I think you obviously clearly made the right decision. Right. And then oddly here in Spain, it, the big challenge for me has been to get um, work like as a Spanish guy. Like I'm Spanish. Really? I always get, I always get hired as a foreigner. Because you speak fluent yeah. Spanish, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just you know, like my name is in Spanish, so um, yeah. And and you come from the you know, it's like everywhere. You, it, it, people like to like. Um, I found at least you know when I was younger, it's like whatever circle I was in, it was a foreign guy. So um, even in school in the states, I was like a European guy. Finally, I've been able to change this. I did this one show, which finally showed. It's just super funny. Um, there's this. Uh, sorry, I'm, like, I'm scatterbrained a little bit. Um, so good. <laughs> there was this casting director who I had done a ton of auditions with for this show called Hernan Cortez, which is on Amazon. It's mm -hmm. uh, about Cortez, and. Uh, I had done multiple auditions for this one character who's obviously a Spanish, like Spanish guy, Pedro Alvarado. He's a very blonde, um, you know, conquistador. And, uh, uh, and then this guy, it turned out that this same guy was also cast in this other show, which was recently on. Um, and the only reason I got on this show was because of the director. So the director was a director I'd worked with on a different show who kind of like, 
which I got cut from unjustly. And he kind of like, oh, you got to come from the show? I'm going to do this other show. So he said, you're going to come on this other show. And the casting director didn't believe that I spoke Spanish well, like a Spanish person. He's like, but he speaks. I was like, dude, I've done like a screen test for Cortez. How do you not remember? How do you have in your head that I, you know, <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so yeah, so finally, <laughs> this show where I play a, this show called Parrot where I play a, a, like a detective. Um, I, uh, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully get more considered as a local guy. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry. That's great. Um, <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> and then you're in the Cable Girls. Is that? Is mm -hmm. that's, that's yeah, so, so, so the Cable Girls, um, yeah. The, so one of the directors on the Cable Girls, um, put me on this other show that I recently shot um, in the fall, which comes out sometime this year, I think. It's like Amazon. Amazon show. Amazon CBS. It's, a, it's like a crime thriller. Um, yeah, I saw the yeah. trailer for it. It looks really good. And that you can see that on Netflix as well. Is that right? Which one? The Cable no. Girls. Oh, The Cable Girls is a Netflix show. Yeah. It's the first Spanish language produced Netflix original, like Stranger Things, but, but you know, Spanish language content. Gotcha, gotcha. This person is the first one, um, but I'm in the end. So I was supposed to do the full, so the last season was split into two parts. So I was supposed mm -hmm. to do both parts. Originally, you're gonna do both parts. And then like the second part, you know, I don't know, some stuff went down and I got, got cut from the second part. Um, and for the longest time, you think, oh, they hated me. Ah, it must have been that one time I got mad about, you know, this time that they spilled the coffee on all of my notes. And, you know, maybe the executive producer was there and saw it and was like, no, I don't like this kid. Uh, you know, whatever it is. Or, you know, that I didn't, they didn't like the way I acted, whatever it was. And um, uh, it turned out one of the directors uh, on the show has the same agent as I do out here and at a dinner I asked him hey why did I get cut I feel like I got cut because of me and um, um he's like no 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 uh, I'll make sure but it's not because of you <laughs> don't worry <laughs> um, did, you, did you find so, yeah. out the reason then, or no they they had some like contract stuff with the two um main like the two leads of the show like they had to finish shooting before certain dates and then they cut out a bunch of stuff in there. They just kind of like condensed the script and just made it all their stuff. Gotcha, gotcha, like, gotcha. Um, but yeah, and then, and then like, but anyway, so, so then, so then it's funny because I was, when I got cut, I was like super depressed. Like, oh, of uh, course, yeah. Especially because I, I went all the whole like summer because there, so there was a break between mm -hmm. it's like a two and a half month break, right? So you're on a two and a half month break thinking, um, oh yeah, I'm gonna go back, you know, blah blah blah. And I didn't get like, I didn't get the news until like three or four days before they started shooting the season. And here I am the whole summer, kind of just like, <laughs> oh, you know, just chilling. And and obviously you're like not not auditioning for things because you know you have the dates blocked or whatever. And um, anyways, and then this happens, but like. Uh, two weeks later, I auditioned for this other show, 
which um, is for the BBC, uh, which I played a pathologist on. And yeah, I got that one. <laughs> Wait, which one? So, yeah, hey. Did I, have you posted something this like one's this called, on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. So this one is called the Mallorca Files. Okay. That's kind of like a, okay. I'll yeah, ask you about that a, next. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a show on BBC one daytime. Um, but I guess they like the first, I'm not in the first season. Um, I'm in the second season. I think they, they switched the pathologist from the first season. Um, from the, yeah. From the pathologist. And um, uh, yeah, and it's kind of like a CSI, but of incompetent people. So it's like funnier. And in Mallorca, which is this like super beautiful, you know, for those who, who haven't heard or been to Mallorca, it's like one of the most beautiful islands in the So yeah, so you've been pretty much yeah. living it up, yeah. Alex. Yeah, the Mallorca, <laughs> the, the Mallorca sheet was cool because uh, it was, we didn't get to finish the season because the whole COVID thing happened. But uh, um, I was essentially living in Mallorca uh, from yeah November 2019 until March of last year. And then, yeah, so how much more do you have to film? Is that um, a lot? Well, we shot six of ten. They're supposed okay. to yeah. I don't know. Like it's that was weird because then the whole Brexit happened. And um, and it's weird because it's tough because it's multiple countries. So like the main actor, Julian, is from Austria, and one of the other there's like six um, there's six regular we're six regulars on the show, and um, yeah, and everybody's from a different country essentially. So yeah, one of yeah one from the UK. She yeah, one's in the UK. Uh, yeah. Austria, Germany, and then everybody from the other three are from from Spain. So I think there's like a huge, it's a huge like logistical problem, unless you're gonna keep everybody in a bubble all the time. It's crazy, the whole Brexit thing. I think they're trying to figure something out right now for people in the UK to work in Europe and have not, like, have there been like no problems. I just don't know how it's gonna pan out. It's such a fucking shit show. Like, it's unbelievable, truly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I think I think I yeah, that was that. And then and then that got cut and I didn't get that. <laughs> so then the way that happened, I found out I wasn't on the email list. So apparently they had this email list, the original email list, but it was like totally like in error, like I was supposed to be on it. Right. Uh-huh. So I didn't find out that the show got canceled. Oh, right. No. So, but wait, it didn't get canceled, <laughs> it just got postponed. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. No, it, at first it was postponed, supposedly, and then it got just canceled. Oh, and then, shit. De- and then depending, but it had, like, it, the ratings, it has, like, the highest ratings on, like, daytime BBC ever. Um, so. What, knows? even bigger than Neighbours? Yes, yeah, like, it, like, doubled because of the, the second, the second, because of the quarantine, the, already the first season had a bunch of, like, records or whatever, and then the second season, um uh it like more than doubled i'll send you later i'll send you a link later uh oh but it like yeah daytime i don't know not, not prime time but it doesn't daytime. matter daytime like i remember daytime tv in england daytime and yeah. tv in england is the tits it's so fun <laughs> it i miss it there was like 
the news, then neighbors, and then there was something else. It was like a whole thing, especially like in a six week holiday when you're off school. Oh my God. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Daytime TV. No, so the, yeah. So apparently, like, I haven't even seen, I've only seen the second series because the, because one of the actors, uh, Julian, dumps himself. So I've seen like the episodes that they sent him. But in Spain, there's no way to see it. I'm like, like, I think you have to have a special, I think you have to do the whole VPN and then buy a TV license to the BBC or something. Oh, like, yeah. Like, some weird shit like that. Um, I wonder if it's on BBC person. Player. There's, have you seen BBC iPlayer? BBC. IPlayer? Yeah, it's on BBC iPlayer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Isn't that with, with a VPN? I, I thought it was, I mean, I've looked it up online just to see what shows I'd want to watch. But I think I've seen so many of the shows and a bunch of shows are on Netflix, so I didn't bother. But yeah. there was something yeah. I wanted to check out, so I haven't delved too much into it. But I think you just maybe pay like $5 uh, or something, like a yeah. month or something. Well, I think you might be able to get a couple of days free. I don't know. Yeah. Look into it. But it's on there. Okay, so I'm going to check that out because it. When I googled yeah, it, it looks see. like a really, really fun show. It's a, it's a fun show. Yeah, yeah. and it's super. Be- it's like an, it's an advertisement for Mallorca. So when yeah. we're shooting, it's like apparently because they'd already the Mallorca Film Commission had seen the first season uh-huh. by the time that we started shooting the second season, and uh, um, yeah, it's like they're like treating really well. You oh know? yeah. Like, Blows off that like. <laughs> Nice. I bet after um, um, COVID, but yeah, let so then, people so like, uh, want to go there. Yeah, I, I hope, I hope that, yeah, I'm sure maybe after the COVID is lifted, they maybe they bring it back. I yeah. think so. I think they'll bring it back. It I'm like sure they will. Back. Well, hopefully so, especially with all the yeah. visa now issues. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah. So then I was like, just my luck, just my luck. You know, the cable girls, I get like cut like two days before. You know, my Yorker files. Um, you know, I don't even find out the show was canceled. I find out like two months later, like, what the fuck? You know, oh, <laughs> you know? Like, oh, someone's wrong with me. No. <laughs> and, um, and, and yeah, and then <laughs> luckily the guy that, um, the director that I, I hadn't worked with him on any of the episodes, but he was supposed to direct the entire like second half of the, of the last season of the cable reels. Um, uh, called me and was like, hey, can you send me, you know, a voice note of yourself reading in Spanish because nobody believes that you speak Spanish like a Spanish person. Okay, sure. Which is really strange because then now you get all self-conscious about how you sound. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I didn't know what to stop. I didn't know what to send them. So I sent sent them like, uh, like reading from three different things, like a contemporary text a really classical text. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, and then I got on this other show for M- which is a Amazon uh, show called uh, Eric's, which is based on a terrorist. And it was this terrorist in Spain called, he's a French terrorist called Henri Parot. He was with ETA, which was a past like terrorist group in the, you know, that was really big in a lot of damage in, in Spain in like the 70s and 80s. And uh, uh, so this is kind of like, a, there's this whole like 
legal precedent about this guy being able to get out of jail. So this is Sarah said that he killed like 300 people or something with like car bombs and things like that. Oh, shit. And, uh, and there was this jurisprudence where despite of however many sentences he had, you could only serve a max uh, term of 30 years in Spain, right? So all of a sudden this guy was going to get out because on top of that, he had like good behavior, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And so the Supreme Court in Spain was like, no, 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 no. we're going to change the rule. You can't, like, you should not be let out of jail. So then it turned into this whole like human rights debate because they were changing the law like afterwards, right? Uh-huh. Even though it was to keep somebody that's like should be in jail in jail, but yeah. the fact that they were changing it afterwards is like anyway. So the show, the premise of the show is based on that, and um, yeah, and I play a detective, kind of like nice. a yeah, a snobby snobby detective, and yeah, so it comes out I think sometime this year sorry yeah so you've already- i don't know amazon is strange yeah okay yeah um, and, yeah. and, then, yeah. also- and then just waiting around but you're right now like, just not auditioning <laughs> but you also back directed- square one <laughs> you also directed and produced is it called the laboratory yeah yeah, yeah i changed the title oh you did um yeah that's called now emotional exposure it's like uh it's not a documentary, but it's not fiction either. It's like a, it's kind of like a self-help um, session uh-huh. um, that's uh, that's kind of that's moderated by clients. Uh, Man, I'm not gonna pitch this in forever. Um, it's like a self-help guide, not a self-help guide. It's like a self. It's like a self-help simulation. So what you see is you see a bunch of people do a series of games, like they, you know, you position yourself like in favor or against, or you substitute or whatever. And then based on that, you have somebody, a third person, a fourth person, Uh like a moderator that kind of watches. And then the moment something strange happens, like, hey, what's that strange thing you're doing? You know, and you kind of see how people uh, don't, handle their own emotions really well but but by just accepting that they're there you know there's like a healing process that begins so that's kind of what this shows and it's a fun it was originally like an hour long it was dense um but it's like a quick 18 minutes trying to i have a distributor you know pushing it through festivals um it's gotten into one i don't think it's, it's it doesn't fit you know i mean like Within the world of documentaries, it isn't yeah. like um, portraying any sort of social injustice. So it's like, I don't know if it's going to get programmed in many places, but it's, you know, it's definitely a good learning experience. And, you know, I think it's, it's fun to watch. I'll send it to you if you want to see it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I always um, feel like actors should take, just even if it's like one time just directing something, or producing something or even like put getting into a casting director's chair just even for a day i just think for yeah. me personally i've done that many times and i just think it's so just so valuable like i remember seeing a casting yeah, director totally. thing and i was just like oh fuck like seeing on the other side i'm like wow okay yeah what? yeah you just you, you you it's like a confidence thing yeah you realize that it's not <laughs> you realize it's not all about you um 
uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like I'm a much better actor because I'm, yeah, I, I, this one I directed, I think just like, I wrote it after the fact because it was like, we shot it as like a seven hour session. Like oh, wow. Session. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, there's like breaks, there's like breaks in between, right? So, you know, people go to the bathroom, sometimes you can eat something. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, so it took me a while to like catalog everything that happened and then uh-huh. kind of try to write, not really write, I suppose write, but like kind of come up with like a theme of things that I wanted like, uh, you know, to cover. Yeah, I had, I had a lot 200, 200 different moments uh-huh. of which I used 20. You know, and yeah. it's it's all improvised. It's nothing is you know, it you know to make it. Yeah, definitely. It's take, it took me a long time to edit. Um, well, you know, you edit it on and off. Yeah, you edit it on and off. Um, I used an editor to help like pick the takes. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. But it was like a, yeah. I, I definitely think that it makes you. It also makes you more complete. I don't know. I feel like the more you know about what everybody else is doing, the better you. you know. Yeah, I feel like it makes you more of a team player. Do you know what I mean? Because you're just so, like, you're so aware of what everybody else is doing, and you've been in that in that position. Like, I remember I did a course. It was at the Actors Space. It was actually in Barcelona. You should probably check it out. Like, eventually, it's just like that. They do like week courses here and there, but it's just really fun because you're in. Madrid they're just really fun Simon and Marianne who run them they do like clowning and acting for camera and just comedy and it's just like you just go and just shoot the shit and it's just a week of fun um but I just got so much like they use the Lecoq method a lot which I'm a huge fan of um but I remember way oh it's a clown thing right yeah yeah clowning physical theater yeah all that stuff which I'm super into Mm -hmm. and I remember I did this like Fuck, probably like 13 14 years ago and I just remember we were doing short films and we had to switch to I was like doing the boom and then then I'd be behind the camera and then I just did so many of the other things and I was just like it's just so valuable just like learning what everybody on set does and then it kind of I feel yeah. like when you are on set it makes you more appreciative and it just makes you more like just to wear, just to say hello to everybody because they are just they're people as well. Like I feel like actors do yeah. like a little head thing and just kind of I get so. I, I feel know. like it's easier to build. I feel like it's easier to build a rapport with people on set if you know what they're doing. You know, like oh, or you know, I don't know. I always like now that I've like for the, before that I had produced like a short film, right? I spent all this money doing. I spent all this money with all these crazy rentals, you know, like an Alexa, uh, two Alexas actually, uh, all this kind of stuff, right? And it's, I could have shot it instead of spending, you know, 30,000 euros, I could have shot it for 10,000 euros. Like, I wanted to do everything like legit, you know, like hire everybody, pay everybody, yeah. you know, taxes, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, um, but anyway, because of all this, uh, when you start having to pay for stuff, Start, start asking, hey, 
why do I need to pay for some lights? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, so I notice a lot on set. I, I, I'm, I'm on set, I figure out, um, I'm always very uh, curious about like what lights they're using. Yeah. Um, I know. I love comes, that always comes, that always ends up, you always end up having really interesting conversations with people. And, and then like next thing you know, uh, whenever there's like a rap, like for example, on this Mallorca box shoot, uh, um, each director directed a block and a block was two episodes, right? So each block was like, you know, um, in between blocks, they had like a two week, uh, one week kind of hiatus between uh -huh. blocks, right? Um, and they weren't necessarily episodes that were in order, but you know, like, you know, director, the first director directs episodes one and seven, but they're going to be shot in the first block. It's like director of those episodes, you know, three and four, you know, whatever. And um, and so after each, when each director, when each block finishes, it's like a little, little wrap party. And by the time you get started on the second block, you have such, you're in such, you have such rapport with everybody. Oh, yeah. And it's like, like, damn, nice. You know? yeah. And then you, yeah. you show up and you're relaxed. You're not like nervous, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I feel like it's also really fun to make friends with all the set people because it's just like they want the best for you as well you know what I mean so I'm just like I don't know I've just yeah. always no and then it's always nice because especially in this case if you're in like just in sort of a bubble situation or in Mallorca yeah. which is like an island you run into people you run into people on your off day you know yeah. when you're off yeah. or on the weekend or whatever you're at the market you're like oh this sounds so what are you that like again <laughs> like, you know like you feel like you you're part of like the community yeah <laughs> I don't know. yeah um, that's so yeah. nice <sighs> well alex this was really really fun it was so fun just catching up with you because it's been forever yeah. a day uh, it has been forever it's gonna change when are you ever you're are you ever back in the uk or so back in europe i was i was meant to be back last december but obviously covid um but mm -hmm. now my plan is to come over this December for a month. And then my mum lives in Spain. So we're meant to be going to Spain for Christmas. If she gets vaccinated, like hopefully she'll be vaccinated by then and hopefully travel is okay. Um, Next Christmas, of course, she'll be vaccinated by then, right? Yeah. I mean, you'd hope so. Wait. Oh, she's in Spain. Who she's knows? in Spain. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. They're really slow here. They're like on yeah. schedule. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Because she keeps saying, oh, we're meant to be doing it like in March. And now it's been pushed back to April. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And she just said the rollout in Spain is just so slow. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. yeah. So I just don't know. Um, if it doesn't have, if I don't come back in December, it will hopefully be next spring. Because I just really, I am jonesing to get back to Spain. It's been so long since I've been back. And she's in um, Barcelona? No. no, she is in Murphia. Um, oh, okay. The south. But I went to university yeah. in Alicante for four months for a semester. And okay. I'm just like, I really want to go back to Alicante for a couple of days. I just like love, oh. I just love Spain. I'm just like, oh, I just want to be back. And the other yeah. day, I just, you yeah, know, when, well, then... yeah, you know, when something just hits you and you're just like, I just need to be there right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, it's nice. I miss I miss traveling a lot. Like I went oh my and visited my so parents. Bad. I miss I went and visited my parents over the holidays mm -hmm. um, in California. My parents live in California, still in California, and um, yeah, 
I realize like how much I miss it. And LA is like, I, like I, for, I forgot how beautiful like LA is. Um, it's too bad it's like everything was shut down when I was there in December. Oh, right? it was, yeah, <laughs> everything, everything was, everything was boarded up. Um, yeah. And there's nobody around. It's super strange. It's so um, bizarre. Like my original plan was to stay there longer. I was uh-huh. even gonna, I, I'd even like wanted to hit up the band and you know all that kind of stuff and see see who was around. And um, yeah, I didn't do any of that because my sister had this really big lobby on my Everything's closed. <laughs> yeah. She's right. It's like super tight over here right now. Yeah. <sighs> Damn. But, uh, so right. yeah, but but traveling traveling was like a huge thing. You you'll notice when you get on a plane, you're like, oh, this is I miss the sensation. <laughs> I know. I just can't wait to get back um, on the plane, and I'm like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. I love flying. I know so many people who hate it, but I'm just like, as soon as I, I, lo- I just love it. Everything about the plane, I, just everything uh, about getting on board, getting off. I'm just like, oh, get me on a fucking plane. <laughs> I'm not a fan of flying, but I, I like I like what it means, you know, yeah. like, like the anticipation. Oh, it's my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, Alex. Well, hopefully, maybe I'll see you. I'll we'll keep in touch. But uh, yeah, Madrid's sure. not far from my mom. Um, but if you're back in LA anytime soon, I'll let me know. We can do a social yeah. distance walk with Ben. <laughs> Did you know that the party is closed? Did you know this? Did you ever go I there with Ben? It was the place where Ben used to go all the time. He told Is me last week. Across the one that, the one that's across the street from his house. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot that was called the Pikey. Yeah, closed. It's done. Um, fish fresh yeah, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. But something else will open there eventually. I, think. I know. I just loved it so much there. Yeah. yeah. Anytime I used to I mean, go see cool Ellen Bar, I used to get shit faced. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, I hope I, I hope I totally didn't butcher this like podcast. I feel like after Ben, I'm like the worst person that you could probably possibly podcast. I can't really speak that well. Oh no, you're fine. Gerberus, and it's like talking to you know Sir Shakespeare in the American version. <laughs> <And laughs> I really, I do really, I do a good job when you know you tell me what to say. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, but honestly, it's fine. That was totally, that was perfect. So. But yeah, I'll let you know when it comes out. It'll probably it's not next week, it'll be the week after. Um but yeah, don't be a stranger, man. This is yeah. really fun. It was so fun. I just yeah. I saw you like yesterday. It's so funny. Hold on. Send me do you use WhatsApp? Send me I'll send yeah. it, like I use WhatsApp, like it's like Instagram message, like it's like whoa. What are you saying? <laughs> what? Um it's still my do you still have my American number? Yeah, right? It's not my phone number. Unless you believe me, it hasn't changed. Um, I haven't. I've still got. Let's see if this works. Send you a smiley face. Does that work? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't delete people's numbers. My phone is full of stuff. But yeah. I occasionally did did the phone deletion and then I accidentally deleted James McAvoy's number. And I felt like such an idiot. I was how like, did you do oh. that? Why, how did you even have his number in your phone? 
Oh, because I shot a movie with him. Um, in 2016, I shot this movie with this director, this German director, legend, Dim Benders. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and we were on set, like my the agent I had at the time had negotiated such a terrible per diem for me that it was cheaper for them to keep me on set, like, and pay my hotel for a month <laughs> in Normandy. <laughs> and um, so yeah, so I, like I had on that on this movie I ended up having. I mean, it was originally supposed to be seven shooting days, but then I ended up having like fifteen shooting because the weather was terrible, which is nice. Um, so yay! But um, I was yeah, I was there for almost six weeks. Nice. Which is a, a long time. Which is a long time to be someplace without having anything to do. Especially Normandy, which is like summer coast place, which in the winter is closed. And yeah. Nothing to do. After like a week, you've already done everything twice. And oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but hey, I, you know, I became cool buds, cool with James and, and his sister. They're, they're fun people. Yeah, he used to live in the same town in London as I did. And I used to see him around yeah. a little town because it was a tiny, tiny little area. And I used to see him out all the time. And then one time I was walking past him and all I could see, it was such a gray day. And all I could see was his piercing blue eyes. They're so blue. Like I was like, I just, I was just like, what is happening? Like, they look like they're like lighting up. And then I realized who it was. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, he's got like that Daniel Craig, like blue color kind of. Wow. Well, maybe not, not that, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah. pretty, yeah. Daniel Craig's got those piercing blues. Yeah, it's like, yeah yeah like this color yes and there you go guys that's alex hafner for you thank you so much alex for coming on the show there was a huge time difference um with la and madrid i just really appreciate you taking your time out to do that uh again sorry for the sound on that um episode whatever it is what it is fuck it um hope you guys enjoyed it and we will stay tuned for next week when i will have tamara wilder on the show all right see you then guys